Hey y'all, welcome back to Native Soil. We continue season five. We are digging into the topic of youth ministry. And I thought I would take this episode to share about a couple of the influential figures in my own, you know, experience of youth ministry and kind of highlight, you know, a couple of the ways in which, you know, they, they were influential. And the first, you know, I mentioned a previous episode would be my youth minister in high school, Joan Plumley. Joan uh, really came out of the woodwork as just a mom at our parish and filling a void that needed to be filled. Um, she had, you know, two sons and one of which was my age. So that kind of immediately wrote me into the youth group because I'd be spending the night at his house and hanging out and, you know, get drug into the youth group events. But part of, I want to highlight that because um, youth ministry now, Father Patrick Gilbreth, he's, uh, you know, very involved with youth ministry. They just got a new uh, youth minister to help him. Uh, I believe her name is Brooke. And it, it's a very, you know, there's 50, 60 kids coming to youth group night. It's very developed. But the origins of that was just a mom seeing a need and kind of being brave enough to step into that space. Uh, you know, she didn't have any kind of special training. You know, she she learned a lot over the years. But the biggest thing was they just saw a need. And, you know, I've mentioned this before, but I think our youth group started, you know, Montgomery's only 1% Catholic. Youth group was a much more developed idea and reality at the Protestant churches uh, around the city. And we had friends at a lot of these churches. We would go to their uh, Wednesday night Bible studies, youth groups, retreats, things like that. And I think our parents saw that, you know, if we don't create something here for our own kids, you know, they they might not have the tools that they need to to be Catholic, you know, lifelong. And so Joan uh, stepped into that. And I know it was not easy for her. I mean, <laughs> she had to put up with a lot from us. But one of the one of the most consistent things, and I think Archbishop Brody and uh, Tex and other people who we interview are kind of speaking to this, is she she was there, she was present, she was a great listener, and she was willing for us to um, explore our faith with her, to think out loud, to ask questions. Um, you know, she would take us kind of our big trip of the year. You know, I talked about we had that long trip to um, visit John Paul II, St. John Paul II in St. Louis. Every summer we would go to Catholic heart work camp. But in those trips, I remember some very special times just being able to sit next to her. She drove the van, you know, everyone's like screaming and yelling and, and, and cutting up, but having that time to be able to sit next to her, kind of pick her brain, listen to her, talk about her family, her faith, what was important to her. Those were, were very formative times. I know my little sister, well, both of my sisters, my older and my younger sisters were involved with the youth group and had similar experiences with Joan. And I, and I remember all of us reflecting, I was like, man, she's just a great person to talk to. She, she asks all the right questions. She listens to what you're saying. She's interested. She cares. And I think that was just a huge gift just for somebody concretely to kind of convey to you without saying it, like you matter. You're worth me sacrificing this time. You're worth me sacrificing this conversation. You're worth me being in a church van with 15 kids, just losing their mind for eight hours, you know, all these things you're worth me sleeping on, uh, air mattresses, you know, for a week and, and having to, you know, work on houses, you know, whatever it was that we were doing in the youth group. Um, it, it just showed, you know, that, that you mattered. You can and, and that really in of itself, I, I felt was a very big, uh, foundation. Um, 
sometimes, you know, the youth group would kind of kind of rise and fall as far as attendance. You know, some 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 youth groups, some Sundays, I know it would be tougher, you know, just be like me and one other kid there. Or it might just be me there. And I could see, you know, she would have worked so hard on the on the lesson and on the the environment and everything. But that was a great lesson to me too of just the perseverance of that's required in ministry. You know, not every night is a blockbuster night. Not every night, you know, did all the droves of kids show up. But she was always there, always present. And um, it's amazing to look back and see the foundation that she built just being a mom. And, you know, she had those, she had the gifts that God had given her. You know, she had background in education and obviously being a mom, you, you get, you know, kind of super skills there, um, you know, just being able to relate uh, to, to young people. But um, I just wanted to at least reflect some on, um, you know, Joan and, you know, if you're out there, Joan, you know, I love you and always appreciate you so much. And I think in all of our lives, you know, you, you always kind of have that special place of just kind of weathering high school years with us, putting up with us. I mean, we will probably spend time in purgatory for a while, you know, the, all the pranks and just joking around and, and, and all that kind of stuff, you know, on those trips. But just the fact that you are willing to kind of be with us and, and love us throughout that and, and shepherd us along the way, give us experiences where we could kind of deepen our faith, um, you know, definitely meant a lot. Um, another person uh, is Father Steve Williams. And... Father Steve Williams showed up at my parish this summer. I believe I was going into my sophomore year of high school. And I never, he came kind of as an interim uh, to kind of fill in. We were in between pastors and, and, and he was an interim kind of assignment. And he was really the first kind of younger priest I'd ever met. And um, the first priest that I'd ever really kind of connected to um, kind of outside of mass and really that sort of happened. I remember I'd serve mass for him. And first couple of times I served mass, I thought he just kind of was, had bad coordination. Cause when I would wash his hands, he'd kind of, kind of get the water off his hands, but it always go like right in my face. And about the third time he did that, I was like, I think this guy's messing with me. And, um, but he was just very personable. And I remember him talking to me and my buddies, he, he had, you know, had been a was the chaplain at McGill Tool and, and served in that role for a long time. So it was very much involved with with youth and and you know dealing with the campus there. But I had never really experienced priests. I didn't go to Catholic school, and really my interaction with the priest was kind of limited to you know mass on Sunday, maybe some of the parish festival, popping into your Sunday school room. But he really made an effort uh, with me and my buddies, and just I remember him asking us, "Be like, hey, do you guys you guys like to go bowling?" You, you like to eat wings? We're like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> He's like, y'all want to, y'all want to do that? Y'all want to meet up and, um, you know, do that? And I remember just blowing my mind, like, why are you asking me this? Why would you care to do this with us? Like, we're just like, you know, young teenagers. But uh, that summer, he really went out of his way to spend some time, take us bowling, eat some wings. I know a couple of my buddies like to play golf, and. um they had a membership, you know, somewhere. And, and so Father Steve was able to capitalize on that and play golf with some of my friends. And that really caught my attention. Um, I was like, wow, this guy's a priest. Like, he's a really important person. And he is spending time with us. Like, what what is this about? And um, that definitely made a huge impact on me. Definitely, I can see that have, um, you know, 
planted some seeds, I think my own vocation, you know, just to see the way in which he was a priest, to see the way in which he spent time um, with us and cared for us really kind of opened my eyes to what priests do and, and the, the real father figure role they can be in uh, other people's lives. I always kind of had a question mark, what do priests really do outside of mass? And he was really the first person in a, a really lived way that kind of gave me an insight into what does a priesthood look like, you know, outside of mass. So <clears throat> that was um, definitely a huge impact as well. <clears throat> The other thing about meeting Father Steve was he's from Mobile and and spent, you know, his priesthood down in Mobile. He's part of McGill Tulin. And so I remember he would go to the McGill Tulin football games. And I remember McGill Tulin playing in Crampton Bowl in Montgomery. And uh, me and some of my buddies, you know, had spent time with the previous summer going down and watching McGill play. Yeah, I forget who they played exactly. It might have been um, Lee from out of Montgomery. But he's on the sideline. You know, we went down there. And hollered at him from from uh, the stands. You know, after the game, went down on the field. He took some time for us. I mean, when you're in tenth grade and you know somebody on the sidelines of a six A football game, you kind of feel like you belong. You know, and um, and for him to take that time just to say hello to us and to and to make sure we knew that that he was going to be in town, um, and then to spend that time. You know, that that time on after a Friday night football game on the field is a very special time for anybody on the field, especially if you're part of the team and to be able to talk to somebody who is a part of that. I just remember that being very special and it just kind of opened my eyes. So I was like, wow, like I'm, I'm, I'm a part of this. I belong to this thing that exists, not just in Montgomery, but down in Mobile too. And it was just a very lived experience of the fatherhood of the priesthood in the sense of, okay, I'm connected to that priest and concretely that connects me to everybody else who knows him and calls him father. We all know him. We all call him father. And we're all in a very real concrete way, you know, part of this family of faith. The other fun thing was the the following summer, he and Joan Pumley arranged for um, him and guys from McGill Tooling, people who were part of his campus ministry, and our youth group to go to the same heartwork camp. And this is a, a kind of camp that's hosted around the country. It's usually housed at like a, a, a high school of some sorts. Different youth groups from different areas come in. You sleep in the classroom floors. You eat in the cafeterias. You have programming in the gym or the auditorium. And you get put in these work teams and go and fix up houses uh, in needy neighborhoods throughout the week. But they arranged it for the guys from McGill and the guys from our youth group, you know, to be, we slept in like the same classroom. And <clears throat> I remember us meeting Father Steve and his group of guys, <clears throat> excuse me, at first and just being kind of sizing each other up. Kind of wondering what to make of it, but by the end, by the end of the week, we were fast friends, hit it off, had a great time. But again, it introduced me to this larger world of Catholicism. These guys went to this big Catholic high school. You know, they had this this priest that they were really close friends with. They would joke around with Father Steve in, in ways that I like was shocking to me. You know, and you know they'd be like, "Hey, priest," they'd be like, "Cut it out," you know, and. <laughs> This is the way they would talk to him. It was like so familiar. It, it, it like blew my mind, almost scandalized me. 
but it was amazing to realize the familiarity that was possible within the family of faith. And so just those two people, you know, just kind of opened up this kind of whole world of relationships and, and again, just realizing, okay, I'm part of something bigger than myself. You start to understand that at a, at an intellectual level, but to experience it through the ministry of people like them, you know, made a big difference. Maybe the last person I, w- I would mention is, you know, when I was in seminary, my last assignment as a uh, seminarian was in um, Enterprise, Alabama at St. John the Evangelist. And Father Gregory Okorobia, who's the pastor then, really gave me one big task for the summer. And that was to start a youth group or to kind of restart a youth group. They kind of had one for a while and it kind of dwindled down. And so um, I didn't really know what I was doing. But I had been blessed with the templates of Joan Plumley. I'd been blessed blessed with the templates of Father Steve and kind of reached into those bag of tricks and just did the best I could to get something going. Um, and, you know, made an announcement, asked for volunteers to help, you know, me get something going. People came out of the woodwork and, um, you know, we instituted life team program there, middle school and high school. And there was really one person who had to step forward to kind of be the leader. Cause I said, you know, I'll be there for the summer and then I'm going to leave. And there's a lady there named Lori Luckner. If you're out there, Lori, uh, really appreciate you answering that call. But again, you know, you you had helped out in some youth groups before, done a little bit of religious ed, but this was definitely kind of a um, you know stepping out in faith for for a bigger task, and it was just amazing to see that summer. You know, people come out of the woodwork, kids come out of the woodwork, and by this summer, you know, to kind of have started this youth group, uh, which exists to this day, and you know, there's been different people who have led it over the years. And uh, we've had a seminarian come out of that uh, youth group and Lucas Doyle, who, uh, you know, seminary for several years and has taken some time off. But kind of amazing to see ordinary people in the parish answering the call to invest in our youth and then um, kind of amazing things happening. Um, it's, it's always brings me joy, like when I'm ACYC or, or our stars and youth conference or on a search retreat to run into kids from enterprise who are part of this very active, uh, youth group to see our seminarians go and spend time there in the summers and be a part of this active youth group and, to, and to be able to kind of cut their teeth and learn about youth ministry, being part of that. And also to kind of learn from those volunteers there who continue to step forward, you know, to make that work. Um, so I just, I just mentioned a couple of people like this, a couple of figures that meant a lot to me that kind of reminded me of, of just how the church works. You know, we're all part of the body of Christ. We all have a role to play. And it just takes each of us kind of answering that call to play our part. And so, again, you know, if you're listening and you're kind of thinking, kind of feeling that nudge, be like, man, I, I wish something like that could be in our parish. You know, these, these stories sound great. Joan Palmley. You know, Lori Luckner, Father Steve Williams, they're people just like you. You know, it's just a matter of kind of hearing that call, responding, you know, with the help of the Holy Spirit and seeing what God wants to do. Because really, he's got it all figured out. You know, he just needs some some willing, um, you know, partners. So um, just invite us to continue to pray for our youth, pray for youth ministry, pray for where the Holy Spirit wants to take it, pray for the new leaders he wants to raise up. And, you know, we'll ask Blessed Mother, you know, to, to help us in that, 
mother of all the youth, mother of all youth ministers. You know, we asked for her intercession. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thou, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. And through her powerful intercession, may God bless all of you listening, all of our youth on our native soil in a special way, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you all. Look forward to having you back here with us on Native Soil. Mm-hmm.